Welcome to another episode of Care Podcast with Nisar Ahmed, founder and managing editor of an award-winning career blog, CareerMedis.com, and Eric B. Horn, founder of Eric B. Horn Career and Business Solutions. This podcast will provide you with tips, tools, and strategies to help you have the successful career you worked so hard for. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the CARE Podcast, where CARE stands for Career Advancement, Readiness, and Enhancement. And this is your co-host, Nisar Ahmad. A quick introduction about myself. I am the founder of an online publication called careermedis.com. And my co-host, who you will hear from in a moment, what we do at the Care Podcast, if this is the first time you're listening to us, is we help job seekers and career professionals like you navigate the challenges they face, specifically with a topic that we are both passionate about is career stagnation. If you feel stuck in your career, which most of us will at one point in our career, uh, what are some of the things you can do to get yourself out of the rat? How do you take control of the, your career, your job search? Those are the things that me and Eric discuss every day. But today we have a special treat because this is part of our experts corner. And today we're going, uh, our guest, Dr. Cortez, who Eric will introduce and provide more information. will talk about taking that to one step, one level up, talking about the whole concept of connecting your purpose, then working backwards and uh, charting that career. So I'm excited to learn more, but I think uh, my co-host Eric who will introduce himself and the guest will tell you more about what's to come. So you, audience, you're in for a treat today. Thank you, Nassar. Hey, everyone. This is Eric B. Horn, the founder of Eric B. Horn Career and Business Solutions and also uh, the co-host of the, the Care Podcast. And to piggyback on what Nassar talked about, um, it's all about your purpose, right? But per- people use purpose in so many ways. Sometimes people use the, the word purpose in a fluffy manner. However, you know, aligning your purpose in your, your life, but even more importantly, in your career is extremely important. But one of the main questions that, you know, we get asked is, how do you do that? What's the way to go about it? And today's guest will give us the best understanding on how to do it, not from a fluffy perspective, but more from a strategic standpoint, specifically how to reverse engineer your career purpose. And before we even get started with the interview, I wanted to introduce our guest, Dr. Elise Cortez. Uh, Dr. Cortez is a management consultant, purpose slash engagement catalyst, a speaker, an author, a radio host, and social science based in Dallas, Texas. Having developed her expertise within the human capital slash organizational excellence industry for over the last 20 years, she is focused on enabling organizations to lead from purpose and create cultures of meaning that inspire impassioned performance, meaningful engagement, and fulfillment while encouraging a devoted stay within the organization. And last but not least, because that's a lot, which is very great. She is a fellow podcaster on the Max List. And if anyone is not familiar with Max List, he is a big deal when it comes to the career space, not only in Portland, but also from the podcast perspective. So every year he generates a list of the top career podcasters and we are delighted to have Dr. Cortez and us to be on that list. But with all that being said, Dr. Cortez, thank you for being so much on the CARE podcast. How are you doing today? 
I am doing great, Eric, and I really thank you for having me on the show. Nassar, thank you both. It's so nice to be on the other end of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gives a relaxed feel. Definitely. So we, you know, thank you. And, you know, our listeners should be excited when it comes to the concept of purpose in your career, but strategically looking at where you want to be or where you envision yourself to be, and then take the necessary steps to work backwards. It all goes with, if I'm not mistaken, Stephen Covey began with the, the end in mind, which is a huge mindset. So today we're definitely going to um, talk about some, some strategies and some tips that you have seen throughout your illustrious career and how you've helped other individuals reverse engineer their purpose. But before we even get to that, because I always want our listeners to know who we are interviewing past just the, the introduction. So who is Dr. Elise Cortez and how do you define purpose? Mm. Well, what a great question. I can answer that all day long, Eric. Thank you for that. So I think I should start by saying that really who I am at my core is I'm a hopelessly curious lover of life and, and, and persons, individual. So just this morning, I was out running here in Dallas at White Rock Lake. I ran eight miles um, and I've got a lot of coffee in me. So look out, listeners, guys, um, <laughs> I'm going to bring it. And I love dancing with life, guys. It's just the most amazing thing. There's, there's air in my lungs. There's a heartbeat in my heart. I can see. I can inter interact with life. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to have this experience. And in so doing, I want to touch as many lives as I can. So another way to call me is, um, you've mentioned already, Eric, is I, I definitely am a social scientist as well. So I've got that whole geeky thing going on too. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the human experience and optimizing it, making it the most precious, beautiful contribution to ourselves and others we touch as we can. I'm also a logotherapist, which is a cool word to say. And what that really means is it comes from Viktor Frankl's existential psychology. And it really, what it really comes down to at the end of the day is helping individuals, leaders, and organizations discover for themselves unique meaning in the moment and across their lives and their missions and just really enjoying being able to stand in their, their lives and their spaces and be able to experience that deep fundamental meaning that comes with being fulfilled and connected with life and the world and people around us. So those are some of the ways that I would, I would describe who is Elise Cortez. I'm just amazed at the fact that you ran eight miles. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've got, no, I've got a recipe for that. And then I want to get to purpose as well. Here's my recipe, Eric and Nassar. Works for me every time. So what we do is we, 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 we situate a really good looking man ahead of me and then we release a wild animal from behind and I'm right in the middle. It works every time. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it before and something that the audience should give it to give a try. <laughs> so you, you wanted to ask me about purpose. Do you want me to go into that next or did you want, did you want to keep something else up? No, yeah. please. Okay. So, so purpose is interesting, Nassar and Eric, in that it has many different definitions as you alluded to before. And it, I think it's important that you claim whatever definition for yourself that works the best. For me, there's a couple that work and that, that really I fold into who I am and the work that I do with people and organizations. The first one I borrowed from Zach Mercurio, which is he defines purpose as the unique reason for your existence that betters the world. That is just great. 
the second uh, the second definition that that I fold into that is it's really your ultimate and true identity that can never be taken from you. It is who you are at your core. And so for me, um, my purpose is to awaken people to discover their passion and purpose and inspire them to pursue this mightily to make a contribution that betters the world and is worthy of their one precious life. That's my purpose. I really like that, Dr. Cortez, because uh, you mentioned purpose multiple times. And what I, what I really, what stands out, uh, there's a lot of advice out there and more, a lot of the career advice and job search advice is on tools and techniques, right? LinkedIn, job search, resume, uh, how to do interviews, how to, do, uh, how to talk in interviews. But this is something much, much deeper and very significant. And there's not a lot of people talking about this. So uh, I'm excited about, uh, to learn more, but I'm just curious, like you mentioned what is purpose, but why is it important? Like before, so the audience can understand before they get into all this mechanics of a job search or career change, why is it essential to work on your purpose? That's a great question, Asar, and I, I'll answer that again anytime, all day long. So let me start with a couple things. First, I had the privilege of interviewing a woman named Karen Hoyas on my show a few months ago, and, and she said that right now, today in the world, only 1% of the global population is fully living their purpose. She said that when we get to 3%, and that's not, not if, but when, because people are working at this, when we get to 3% of people across the globe fully living their purpose, human consciousness will be raised such that peace is actually possible. I think that's worth getting up for. So that's the first thing, right? So what it does is it raises human consciousness to a different level. That's one reason why it's so important. Um, and secondly, when you think about purpose, it really is it, it, your ultimate divining rod. It, it governs the direction and contribution of your life. And so it's worth the hard work to discover. It's, it gives you crazy energy, courage, confidence, and it's an incredibly fulfilling place to live from. So there's just a there's just a couple things, and then I wanted to say a couple more things. But did you want to respond to anything there? Uh, I mean, first of all, uh, wow! I, I mean, I'm really shocked that only one percent, and that makes a lot of sense. Me and Eric are in this space. We have done interviews. We also do our multiple. We have also looked at content. We have written blog posts, articles. Purpose concept comes in very very rarely, but the whole one percent is shocking. Meaning only 1% of humans are connected to their purpose or even know what that is. So I, I just want that. I had to write that down and take a moment to digest that. And wh wh why do you think that is? I mean, shouldn't all of us be pursuing it? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons for that, Nassar. And first, let me make sure that I, I get particular about that 1% figure, according to what Karen says. Um, it's not that people aren't necessarily present to their purpose. It's that they're not fully living their purpose. It's one thing to be aware of it and kind of set it aside and shelf it and say, I got it. I'll do that someday. That's not part of the 1%. The 1% figure she's talking about is fully living it, really stepping into your world. And, and this is how you govern your life through that purpose. I want to make sure that I, that I, um, that I distinguish that. So then to your question, why aren't more of us, I love that question, why aren't more of us really living our purpose? And I think a big reason for that, Nassar and Eric, is that we have been sold a bit of a bill of goods that most of us accepted, have accepted over our lives at some point, and that is we have been conditioned to make a living, find a way to make a living. 
And I, I think that really that's, that's wrong advice. I think it really it's better advice to create a life. Hmm. And in that life, we make a living. So when we start thinking about who do we really want to be in this world, um, then you start to be able to figure out what kind of choices that you make. Do you really need to have that really big, enormous mortgage? Do you really need that big $800 a month car payment? Is that really going to give you the life that you want to live? Or is it going to prevent you from exercising more choices that let you really live the life that you really want? Wow. And it seems like, and, and Nassar, yeah, when I, uh, I think I listened to that particular podcast where she, uh, Dr. Cortez gave that figure and it was mind blowing also, right? Because 1% of 8 billion people, that is like an ant to a dog, so to speak, when it comes to a size perspective. So you have a small amount of people that are, like I said, fully, that's the, the key word, fully vested and fully living their, their, their purpose. And so that means there's a small amount of individuals out there who may be fully happy when it comes to, to the overall purpose. But I love the fact that your mission is to help as many people get to that 1% or help it grow to the 3% because you did say that people are working on it, which is a, a blessing within itself, which is great. So let's get a little bit more mechanical when it comes to the overall concept of um, reverse engineering your, your career purpose. When you are engaging an audience or engaging a client, um, what do you explain to them above the overall concept of reverse engineering their career purpose? How do you go about that? Okay. So the first thing that I, that I would, that I do situate, and I do this with audiences whenever I, often when I speak, Eric and Nassar, but first let me start with this context. And I invite people to step into this space with me. So what if our whole reason for being is to get present to our purpose and do whatever it takes, persist mightily to fulfill on it, to, to contribute to a more enlightened consciousness that raises humanity? And think about that. What if that's the whole reason we're here? So stepping in that space, how would living from that change the way you showed up in the world and the choices that you make? That's the first place I start from. What if that's the whole reason? And then from there, you know, when you think about reverse engineering your career and your life, it becomes so much clearer because what you're doing is you're like riveted on this, this one space in time. And I would tell you that one great place to consider that space in time is your own funeral, your own eulogy. Uh, I had the most amazing opportunity to inter to talk with uh, Rabbi Daniel Cohen, um, who wrote a book called "What Will They Say About You When You're Gone?" And that's exactly the whole you know the whole gist of the book is to really consider you know hold on what kind of a life do you want to create here? Um, and so when you start to think about that, you know what would you ache for people to say about who you who you were to them, what contribution you made to the world? Um, wow, when you do that, Eric and Nassar, I mean, it is so clarifying. I mean, it's it's the most amazing thing to do. And I, by the way, I have in my leadership program, Vitally Inspired, Living and Leading from Purpose, that's one of the things that I have the leaders do is in the exercise is to consider that very thing. It's very, very sobering. But that's one place to start. That's huge. And most people don't, pe people fear death. Right. And it's something that eventually will happen, but most people don't don't talk about. But just the, the concept of that question that even raised my eyebrows, because based off of that, you want one is clarity that you're not going to be on this earth forever Two, um, 
what do you want to do? What, how do you want to leave a legacy? Right. And that's, you know, a game changer within itself. And that has a certain mindset and it gets you to the point where you really start to become serious about what you're doing. You know, even if you are in a career change and you are lost and you really don't know what to do, asking yourself that question will at least get you motivated to the point or get the thought process started to say, all right, this is, this is a really like you said, a sobering concept. So what do I really want people to say after I'm, I'm gone? Um, and it gets you to the point where you start to really streamline what you want to do and start asking yourself and answering the, the, the hard questions to get you to your overall purpose, because everybody has a, a purpose, right? Even you come to the person to the point where a CEO has a purpose and a homeless individual has a purpose. You know, if you really want to um, look at it from that perspective. So when you look in the mirror, you want to say, okay, well, what's my overall purpose in my career or who do I want to help or how do I want to affect change, which is a, it's a, it's a game changer. I almost dropped my pen when I was writing that question down because it's so real, so valid, but it's so true at the same time because it will help you, you know, remove a lot of the smoke when it comes to figuring out what your purpose is. It's so true, Eric. And, and I'll tell you just two things real quick on the, to piggyback off of that. Last year, at some point in the middle of the year, I think it was, I got a request from a woman from Oregon who is a funeral director, an undertaker, to be on my radio show, which is called Working on Purpose. And I really scratched my head. I'm like, why in the world would I want to put an undertaker on working on purpose? What is that? I don't do that. I don't do death. (laughs) And then I finally figured it out, Nassar and Eric. I finally realized she is the one person who is uniquely qualified to talk about purpose because she helps people and their families put their lives to rest. And she understands that there's a, there's this notion of finality in our lives. And that is what gives us urgency to live our purpose. So we had this amazing conversation. And by the way, she is the most delightful, zesty undertaker you could possibly imagine. She's 50 years old, lives in Oregon, and she was just delightful. So there's something, if we can get present to, we have a limited number of days on this planet. And, and, and that gives us a sense of urgency. Because I'll tell you something, um, someday, that word someday, and I'll get to it someday, is not our friend. Mm. And then secondly, I'll also share, both of my parents died this year in January. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Tw- 28 days apart. And um, wow. my mother was ready. My father was, you know, I think a little bit more reluctant, but followed her out. The point being, you know, I even got more present to the finality because I was laying right next to my mother when she passed. And if that doesn't help you understand, you are here one moment and gone the next. I don't know what does. Wow. I'm, wow. Mm, I didn't even didn't know that. And I thank you for your, your overall transparency with, with sharing that information because that's, 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 that's very hard, right? And definitely our condolences, but I'm pretty sure that they lived their lives and they taught you a lot. And, you know, that experience that occurred while you were there by their side during that transition, it helped you, you know, get a better understanding of driving your overall message of purpose. But, you know, definitely our condolences. Sorry to hear that. Thank you, Eric. Let me, if I can, just chime in one more thing because it's so pertinent to this conversation. My mother was 73 when she passed and um, she had, she died from really smoking related causes. But I will tell you, Nassar and Eric, 
I firmly believe to my core that if my mother had channeled her energies toward a purpose bigger than herself, she would have lasted much longer. That's how important purpose is. It keeps us alive. Mm. Wow. Wow. I mean, like, like Eric mentioned, thanks for being so transparent and um, going, I mean, you did mention about purpose and it's, it's not just what, I, what, I, what I'm learning from this conversation even though it's not just your job, it's not just your career, it's, it's your entire life, your operating system. And you mentioned something during your, uh, like a few moments back, create a life and in that life, make a living, then make a living. And that, that also hit, hit hard to me. And because then you're connecting all of this together and you leave every day and everything you do is all connected. And, you're, and there's a lot of things you, I mean, there's a lot of things you said, it all is trying in together right now. Uh, sorry, go ahead. You had, uh, you were, no, I was just going to say, I, I appreciate that you, you really got the message as I intended to deliver it. Um, and, and yes, um, I think again, what I would really want to get across to our listeners is to dispel this notion that we've been given this idea that go out there and make a living. And when you actually focus on creating the life that you want, the living part becomes the secondary motivating force force and it's it's it just gives you a different divining rod a different direction altogether and then what it allows us to do is allows us to be able to enjoy this magical thing called work-life harmony we're not going to get work-life balance but we can we can achieve work-life harmony when, when we go at it from creating a a, a life versus a living uh, i really like that too, as well because everyone talks about work-life balance you talk about harmony and um, so you, you, Eric did cover reverse engineering a bit. I want to build on that as well. So how do you connect? Uh, what, is, what is something, what would you recommend in terms of mechanics someone can do to take, uh, to reverse engineer their, their purpose so they achieve that work-life harmony? Mm-hmm. Nasara, no, I appreciate that because there is a lot to it. It's not going to be like a you know a thirty minute session on a Saturday afternoon kind of thing. It'll be I, I would I would encourage people to sequester themselves for at least a few hours by themselves in in a place that lets them be peaceful and without you know the noise of the everyday life you know the hamster sort of wheel that calls them through their days. And in that space, you know, really allow yourself to get present to this notion. You only have a limited number of days on the planet. You do not know how many there are. What is it that you want to make of yourself in this life? And be bold. What I see is so many people are, you know, they're living from, they do this exercise from today's mindset, which oftentimes we all limit ourselves. And so they create this smaller version of themselves than they really could be. And that doesn't serve us. And so when we when we first create this image or this this we get present to who is this person we want to grow into it needs to have a lot of detail and color and texture make it very palpable for yourself because the more you do that the more you can it it pulls you into it and so and then, and then from there really we can start to you can start to chunk out the time well you know for me for example um i did this exercise in early 2000 17, I think it was. And I got present to, well, I'm, what I really want to do in this world is I want to touch a million people's lives. I want to, I want to, I want to help a million people get present to the possibility of inspiration, passion, and purpose in their lives. That's not going to happen with where I'm sitting today. I also want to write 10 books that relate to the world of work. 
um, and in living the best possible life. I want to create a foundation that makes it possible for others to be able to get access to this help. Wow, if I look at where I'm at today, none of those things were going to happen. So now I can start to look back and go, okay, if, if I want to do those things by the time I die, what can I start to look at, say, in five-year increments? What has to be in place for those things to happen? Well, for a lot of those things, it's like writing a book a year. So you start to be able to see, wow, if I, if I take this end game that I'm going for, now I can start to look at what does it take? What has to be in place for those things to happen? And that is exactly the process of reverse engineering. It takes time, consideration, and, and definitely not being real with yourself. This is not an exercise where we consider what can you do today. It's really considering who do I want to become in this one precious life I've been granted. Well, that's great. And hopefully the audience, because our listeners are go-getters and they not just write down information, but they actually implement it. So, you know, guys, definitely listen to what Dr. Cortez is, is saying and understand that it's it takes time. It's not a microwave. It's more of a crockpot type um, mm -hmm. initiative, which is a reality check because you have a lot of people in this world that are lost in thinking that, okay, I want to change careers. It's going to happen at the snap of my fingers. They don't have the one, the, the mental patience or the mental uh, understanding that it's going to take time to get you where you want to be. Even if you've discovered your purpose, you know, we, us three, we are blessed because we understand what our purpose is and we are working in it. However, we don't see the full picture right? But we strive every single day to get to that point. So once we are in a position where, you know, our loved ones are surrounding us, we can say that we, you know, we live the, uh, a field and purpose field life, which is, which is great. And I love the fact that you touched on the concept of writing books. Um, I know for a fact that you are a already an author. However, you are in the works of working on another book. So can you kind of give us a, a sneak peek on that? I've been so enjoying writing this book, Eric. It's just really definitely called me. And, and to that end, what I would also add to our conversation here to nestle it in, which is the backdrop of why I'm writing this book, is to, and what you said at the beginning of the show, Nassar, about we're all going to get to a place where we're kind of stuck or in, you know, in a rut or whatever. Um, it's when we get to that place where there's an urgency, like the volcano starts to erupt in us, that we can really start to channel some of this. Um, complacency and comfort is really not our friend as as a human being. We need an essential tension between who we are and what we're striving to become. That's so important for well-being. And that, again, is something that we'll get from logotherapy and Viktor Frankl's work and optimal psychology. So I was definitely governed to from that vantage point to write this book. It's called Unleashed, Living with Passion, Working on Purpose. And really what it is, gentlemen, is it's the message that I've been out speaking to audiences. It's the thing that has been welling up inside of me that is so much an expression of my purpose. And, and what I've done is I've created, you know, this whole notion of opening with what will you do with your one precious life? And in order to do that, you really need to cultivate, and there are chapters on meaning, passion, inspiration, purpose, purpose-inspired leadership. So the whole book is really the message that I deliver when I'm out speaking, and it encapsulates the, the, the program that I've created inside for organizations and for individuals called Vitally Inspired Living and Leading from Purpose. So there's chapters, and then each one of those chapters are segments that 
really bring to life each one of those areas. The meaning, for example, has like five to seven different segments. And each one of those segments then what I've done is I've drawn from people that I've had on my radio show guests that I really think exemplify what I mean by this point. Here is somebody who really is drinking, you know, from the from the fire hose of meaning in a most, you know, fantastic way that gives them something bigger in their veins than they had without. So the whole book is really a way to be able to let readers into my world and let them see what I've seen and get let that wash over them so they can really go after their lives and their purpose in a bigger way. And then each one of those segments has an application or an exercise designed to help them bring this into their own world and work on it for themselves so that by the end of the book, they should be on fire to be going for whatever it is they want in their lives. Did you have a launch date? Because I'm definitely buying a couple of copies. <laughs> uh, December 2019 is, okay. the, is the plan. I don't have, I did actually have an, an, an actual date on the books and I have to go back. I don't, I don't have it committed to memory, which I thought this is my celebration date. And of course it has to be at Times 10 Sellers here in Dallas, Texas, of course. Well, it's a Christmas gift. If you, if you still have it for December uh, 2019, that'd definitely be a Christmas gift uh, for not only myself, my wife, my daughter can't read it now, but I can read it to her. But um, this this is great because we definitely want to support you on, on the launch of the book. And if there's anything that Nassar and I can do to help push that uh, narrative, please let us know. That's one thing that we are big on in the CARE podcast. We are experts. However, we're, we're students also. So we want to make sure that everyone that we bring on the show they have something to monetize, they have something to publish so we can help push their message to uh, the next level. It's all about the what part that we can play to help continue your overall success. So, you know, definitely. Thank you for that, Eric. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. You're right. We all, we need support. We, know we need people to help champion our, our message and, and get it out there. So I thank you in advance for your, for your help. Yeah, we're the 1%. So we definitely need to <laughs> support each other. And right on. That's it and moving in, in, in the right direction. So, uh, Desai, did you have anything else? Yeah, I, I wanted to um, just do, I, I wrote a lot of notes today. It's, it's so many great ideas. And it's, it's actually amazing to have someone who's totally transparent. And also one thing I really admire, Dr. Cortez, is you are, you spoke about your intentions and your goals. And I, I find it personally very, I get motivated when others openly share their goals because it also in inspires me and a lot of people do not do that. So I wanted to thank you for doing that as well. Your goal of starting a foundation, writing 10 books, one, one book a year and all the things that you want to do. So that is really good because when I can tell when people work with you or talk to you, they're working with someone who not only is sharing advice, but also walking uh, the talk. So that I really admire and I wanted to share you. I wanted to thank you for doing that. Thank you, Nisar. It is, it's a, I will tell you, it's a privilege and, a, and an honor that I get, to, I get to live my purpose and I get to dance with the world in so doing. I'm so grateful. And, and, a, and, a, and a final note for the, the audience. Um, I think one of the main goals based off of everything that, you know, Dr. Cortez said, uh, Nassar said, and myself, let's, you have the potential to let the purpose be getting into that 1%. Let's grow that 1% to 3% to 5% to 10%. And let's not be uh, afraid of the, those numbers because 
just based off of what Nassar and Dr. Cortez said, we have to inspire each other. We have to push each other. We have to, we have to know what each other's purposes are to keep and help them moving in the, the overall right direction. Because I always talk to Nassar and say, well, we are the, you know, the, the minority within a sense when it comes to being career experts. And we don't do it for the money. We don't do it for the notoriety. We do it because we want to help people because the, the, the situations that we've gone through, not only from a career perspective and also from a personal perspective, we want to share that with the world so we can overall help. So once again, Dr. Cortez, thank you for your time, your effort and energy. I know for a fact that our audience will gain a lot of wisdom and hopefully it gets to the point where they will start being more um, outspoken with what their purpose is and then to drive themselves to, to move in that right direction. So thank you so much, Dr. Cortez. You're welcome, Eric. And, and Nassar, thank you to both of you for having me on the show. It's been a delight. Now I'm going to try to run those eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the recipe. You might, need to, you might need to alter it, but don't forget the recipe. I love that. I love that. <laughs> thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode of The Care Podcast. Have a topic that you would want us to talk about? Reach out to us via Twitter at CareCareerCast. Cast.